0: Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers. We love it when you join us as we work together to raise our education level on building, marketing, and running our float centers. As always, you can find us at Art of the Float on all the social medias and visit us on artofthefloat.com to find show notes, pictures, all that good stuff from every episode. I am one of your hosts, Dylan. I own the Float Shop in Portland, Oregon, with my wife, Sandra Calm, and I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville. Hello, Amy. How are you doing?
1: I am fantastic. <laughs> good, How are you good? yourself, sir?
0: Doing very well, thank you. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, Brian, producer Brian, is behind the scenes as well. Hi, Brian. Howdy. And uh, definitely want to make sure I introduce you to Howdy. Yeah, <laughs> he just got back <laughs> from from the He's desert from on his horse. Yeah. Ah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, just because we're doing a, a Q&A sesh uh, tonight. We, we, you know, the, the actual way that this uh, happened is we fell behind on answering blog post questions and we realized... Uh, that we had a few to answer, and we just decided, well, why don't we just make a show out of it, answer it live, and see if it um, maybe prompts some discussion as well, because we're also streaming this one Facebook Live, which is always a very uh, nerve-wracking experience, not just because we are live, but from a technical standpoint as well. Uh, so Brian is sweating bullets underneath that beanie of his, or his, his toe. So
2: less of a beanie and more uh, more of a mop for my forehead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect. Just... I like I Absolute like these episodes. Force. I like yeah, these episodes. Too. It, it kind of reminds us that dignity is overrated. It's okay.
0: <laughs> Plus, with no guests, just the, just the love between our hosts. So, <laughs> I love that too. Like nothing to separate us from each other. Just <laughs> just our, our sweet 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 love. Aww. <laughs> Let's see here. I want to hear about Amy's Week, and I got some stuff to share myself. But uh, first, I do want to give a shout-out to our incredible sponsor, Float Helm. If there is some way that you're not aware of Float Helm, you absolutely should be at this point. If you're starting a float center, this is a no-brainer. Just go ahead and uh, open up your browser right now. <laughs> go to floathelm.com and check it out. This is software built from the ground up for float centers. Uh, I mean, built for float, for float centers by float centers. Uh, There's got to be a great catchy phrase in there that they can get from that. Um, So yeah, this has everything from scheduling for your clients online, scheduling your employees internally, tracking all your metrics as far as your float tank chemistry goes. uh, And it also includes ongoing uh, project management within the software, which is really incredible, very useful stuff there. It uh, only makes sense if nothing else than to take your free tour. That's something that they offer that I don't think the other guys <laughs> take the time for. So you schedule it and they're going going to share their screen and walk you through everything to make sure that uh, the business that you want to create, Helm is going to do for you. So again, FloatHelm.com is where you want to check it out. I felt like I did that pretty well. I feel like I flowed with that one. It's, uh, Good times. Good it's times nice when you believe did. in a product. It uh, uh, makes it easy. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Amy, you are starting Float Alchemy. Uh, you're you're already running another float center yeah. while you're opening your second float center. Uh, where are you at this week? So uh, do, you, do you still have a guy on stilts on buckets
1: walking around? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, he wasn't there today, but he, oh. he has been around. They do some crazy stuff, I'm fairly certain. None of it is OSHA approved, but, um, (laughs) but they get stuff done and they're real, they're really fast crews. So I can appreciate that. And I'm like, you want your, you you want your stilts on a bucket? You go ahead and put your stilts on a bucket.
0: If they get Uh, busted because of the photos that we posted last
1: week, (laughs) I will feel
0: guilty about that.
1: He told me, he told me I could. So I I got permission first. So (laughs) You
0: get a waiver signed. (laughs) Oh,
1: I better go call my lawyer. Um, (laughs) so yeah we're we're deep in the weeds now we're 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 in it i'm kind of at that point you know we're like slowly wading into the into the roaring creek i'm holding the baby above my head you know it's like now up to my neck and i'm just uh, uh just trying to do it yeah we're, we're at that point we're at the really to me it's the scariest part where uh you know, you always try to plan for everything. And, of course, you're always over budget. This crap always happens. You totally expect it. If anybody out there has actually gotten a budget and has done it all <laughs> under their budget and on time and everything, please let me know. I'd love to shake your hand. And I'm not even joking about that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're at that really – this is a dangerous point for anybody who's, who's going from one float center to expanding to their second where – you're spread super thin you're hmm. now stepping away from Internet. your first float center and you still have to make money you know i still have to pay mark <laughs> a salary because you know mark has bills and cats to feed and you know there's things like that
2: countless so, cats yeah
1: <laughs> yeah mark's not as crazy as i am he only is too but still oh, oh. they eat a lot yeah oh yeah the two he's got nothing he's <laughs> he's got the foster kitties but but that's not too bad um and so I still have to pay him, but we have to start replacing the hours that Mark and I put in at the center. So oh, all of yeah. a sudden our overhead <laughs> becomes super heavy. <laughs> because now not only do we have that, but we're getting ready to start paying rent on the new location. We're getting ready to start hiring at the new location. <laughs> we're getting ready, you know, so so we're putting it money. All things that make money. money.
0: Absolutely. And, all right,
1: things <laughs> <laughs> make exactly. it dream. With no money coming in. Hmm. So it's a really scary time and, and mm-hmm. everything's this balancing act. Um, like for example, today I have this, we're getting we're doing cryotherapy and I, I had our cryo guy call. I was like, Well, when do you want this? Uh, you know, I'm like, I don't want it yet, because I don't want to start paying the ah. monthly fee until I know for <laughs> sure that we're gonna have some money coming in from it because uh, we're, we're doing some leasing. Ten
0: minutes before the day that we
2: open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Place. It's
1: but, like, yeah. <laughs> how close can we make this? But it's interesting. I'm trying to, like, walk this tightrope between talking to my contractor, trying to trying to guess, because contractors, they'll tell you... Right. I don't know. Sometimes I'm pretty sure they're just kind of making crap up and, like, oh, they want to hear something. I'm just going to pull something out of my <laughs> out of my booty. Make <laughs> her
0: feel good right now. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't make her cry again. God, don't make her cry again. Keep her calm. Um, so... <laughs> It's really, really scary. So this is the interesting thing that happened this week and the scary thing. And these things happen. By the way, uh, I tell you these things simply because they happen. Uh, The banker's like, don't worry. Don't worry if you can't start paying right away. We can push those payments off. Not a problem. No big deal. Wow. So last month came and I said, you know what, guys, I'm really super tight. It would be really awesome if we could, you know, I'll pay the interest. Let's just kind Mm. of. Because, you know, he said this was an option. You could do this for a few months. Oh, yeah, no problem. We'll start the paperwork. Easy uh, peasy. Gonna, yeah, easy peasy. No problem. So my next one is due, my next payment's due tomorrow. And I get this phone call today from my banker. My banker said, "Um, you know, so I found out that we can't do that with your loan at all. No. So he's like, so tomorrow when you have when you <laughs> to pay your your loan payment, could you bring last month's too?
0: Oh my God, you're kidding me! <laughs>
1: like, uh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> per our previous conversation, no, I I can in fact not do that. <laughs> in Remember, fact, I don't have next month's does.
1: either. <laughs> there was like crying, and uh, uh, no, it wasn't really. Uh, but I said, well, no, actually, I can't. Uh, I have payroll this week. We've got some uh, stuff to do. Uh, So this is the time when having a really great relationship with your banker comes in handy. Well, a few things, but in, in particular, uh, my banker and I, we are in conversation quite frequently. I don't avoid phone calls from him. Mm. Like I want to sometimes, Mm -hmm. uh, we've sat down, we've had good conversations. We've, we've talked about that. We've talked about how we're going, walking through this process. Um, few, so I have a few things going in my favor at this point. Number one, uh, I have a relationship with my banker. Uh, number two, you know, I have good credit. Number three, mm. I've worked really hard to, you know, build up some, some money, that sort of thing. So they, they know that I'm good for it. Um, now I still have to pay tomorrow, but we've worked out there's through all kinds of twists and turns and doing this and that we've been able to make it. So it's not a burden to me at this time. So uh if you're getting ready to go into it, it's, it's really scary. And sometimes I know financials, there's there's something, I think, in just being human where a lot of shame is wrapped up in our financial, uh, our financial issues. Uh, Absolutely. And we avoid them. And I know I've, I'm mm. just guilty of this. This is like some, a part of growth that's happened is I've, I've been self-employed over the last 10 years. Uh, it was really tough for me. And it, money was very scary to me. And, and it was very, uh, int- I don't want to know if it was intimidating, but there's a lot of shame Wrapped up with it. And I know I'm not the only one. Particularly, I find it a lot in this industry where we are, um, you know, we're out to help people. And I don't know. Coming from a massage therapy world, there's a lot of people who say, you know, we shouldn't be charging for massage because we're helping people. We should be giving away. So there's a lot of really twisted thinking with around with and around money. So it's been really nice to kind of walk through it. It's still scary. It's still not mm-hmm. fun. I'm still thinking, okay, how am I going to pay this bill? Because I had some other bills pop up that weren't meant to happen this past week. But if you have a good relationship, you walk through this stuff, you're going to be all right. So hang in there. If anybody else is struggling with this right now, you've got my heart. And know that you are not alone. And it is not easy. And it is scary. And it's hard. And some days you just take a deep breath. And you'll walk through it. And you're going to be okay. So, Wanted to you know, put that out there?
0: <laughs> I think I think we have a question that kind of broaches that a little bit later, so uh, we can just copy and paste that for later <laughs> in the show too. But, oh, uh, yeah, please, please.
1: I have some, one more piece, piece of news this week. B-
0: please. I just mentioned. I kind
1: of mentioned it, but we hired uh, a new person. We started a new uh, employee this week. Uh, Mark was so good. I want to give a shout out to Mark because sometimes I don't do that as much as I should. He really worked hard this time to create a really great ad for putting out there to hire someone. And Mm -hmm. he had all of his questionnaires ready, and he took really great notes during his interviews. And he was all ready to go. He was so organized this time. I was so proud. And we did something different this time. We actually put an ad out on Indeed.com, which is Mm -hmm. a job search site. Mm -hmm. It's one of the bigger ones right now. I think Monster used to be, but Indeed has now... Uh, dwarfed that okay. and we got in some some great and some not so great mostly not so great <laughs> <laughs> applications and Mark was getting a little bummed out uh, but it just so happens one of our members float members happened to over here that we were hiring they were looking to hire someone and he also happens to be one of my former students so oh, wow. yeah so we got to hire someone this week who Yay. is a, a passionate floater which yeah. I love yeah and also one of my former students. And it's kind of nice. I know what his work habits are. I oh, know what his personality totally is like yes. under pressure. I know oh, if he's a hard worker.
0: So... The things you wish you could know during <laughs> yeah. an interview. Oh, man, this person is so professional. Absolutely. Yeah. because yeah. first, to... first day yeah. of work and you're 15 minutes
1: late. What? You already yeah. know
0: what their behavior is like. That's fantastic. Yeah. That, it
1: I mean, it that's makes you feel better. Almost priceless. Yeah. yeah. It really is. <laughs> um, and in fact, we've hired probably, uh, we've hired three of my students. Over the years. (laughs) And they've been great. Damn it. You better keep teaching. Jeez. Yeah, I know. That's what Mark said. (laughs) He's like, yeah, really. You really shouldn't stop teaching because you never know. (laughs) How are we ever going to hire anybody? Uh, (laughs) That's great. So that has been, that has actually been one really big positive in my especially life especially
0: during all this this uh i'm gonna go ahead and upheaval. say the word chaos upheaval and there chaos. we
1: go
0: uh <laughs> to have some stability and somebody <sighs> that you can depend on during that time hiring good. is a is a tumultuous time man mm. it, it shakes everything up and you're not fully um i don't know what the word is stable during that time when you're training and everything so that's great i'm can, very happy to hear that
1: thanks it, it can be scary for sure mm-hmm Do you have any big tips or tricks that you use when you hire? I know we've talked about this before, but you always come up with a gem or two whenever we Uh, talk about it.
0: Here's a gem that I think I heard from somebody else, honestly, but uh, is absolutely the truth. And I'm going to sound like a heartless monster, but that's okay. Uh, Be quick to fire. (laughs) Uh, You know, if somebody's not working out, let them go. Um, you, You know, later down the line, people have had issues And we'll work through that. And we've seen some tremendous, amazing changes in employees that is ridiculous and very cool. But when somebody shows up and they're not bringing it or they're not vibing with the the atmosphere that you want to provide, cut cut bait and and Mm. let it go sooner than later so you don't waste your time, money, resources, all that good stuff. Sleep. You already know that. I probably heard that from you. And, (laughs) And sleep. What's sleep? I don't even remember.
1: I remember that. Well, yeah. It's what's new with you? This is speaking of which, <laughs> all and about I, me. I... <laughs>
0: Well, I try not to make this the baby show, but we did have our daughter's first uh, birthday, and that was really, really exciting. So that was a wonderful time. It was in our little condo, so it was uh, packed full of family, and I thought she was going to burn out. As it turned out, she's a party monster, and she absolutely <laughs> loved it. She had a smash cake. Sandra baked her a cake that is designed specifically for her to just tear apart, so that was fun for her to discover. And um, after everybody left, I remembered... That I forgot to give her my present, which is I built her a rock wall, a rock climbing wall that is customizable so you can increase the verticality of it. So as her skill level increases, it can get more vertical and I can challenge her more and more. And at some point, I'll have to modify it so she can climb overhangs as well. But maybe we'll just start taking her to the gym at that point. But um, I'm I'm pretty stoked about that. Fantastic. Beyond that, I just had to get that out there because it matters to me, (laughs) even though it's not float related, but something that is tangentially related to floating and and maybe even more so than just that is there is a, and and this isn't about my week so much as uh, Gloria Morris made a post in Float Collective that brought my attention to a Blue Mind documentary that has a GoFundMe out right now. amy and i are big fans of yeah jay j wallace nichols and <laughs> or wallace j nichols i think we got confused with that last last time we talked about him but uh, he wrote an incredible book incredible book called blue mind which i really encourage you to store in your float centers not yes. every book has to be specifically about about floating this is the effect that water has on our brains and bodies and it's An incredible book. It's actually an incredible page turner, considering that it's you know it's it's nonfiction, Um, and and it's not like a, a compelling story, but um, it's it's very compelling information, especially if you're in the float industry. I'll I I will put that out there. Um, So yeah, he wants to make a documentary out of it, and he's asking for almost nothing, which is crazy. It's I think seven and a half thousand dollars, which is is not very much money for a a documentary (laughs) so uh, i i definitely assume he's going to make that and i hope he gets much more than that to um, help with the production of it we of course will provide a link in our show notes if you're interested in helping support that and even if you aren't interested in supporting the documentary i definitely encourage you to pick up his book as well Uh and uh, give it a read and if you like it keep that in your float center
1: And follow him on social media. Uh, Every year he does what's called 100, but first of all, yeah, his social media is pretty awesome. You Mm -hmm. always, you're learning something every day. But also he does 100 Days of Blue, Blue Mind, Mm -hmm. or 100 Days of Blue every year. And Mm -hmm. he, during that time, he reads part of his book every single night. So he actually reads (laughs) his way through the book. Uh, I tune in for that. All the time, it's still one of my favorite books. I've read the paperback version. I've listened to the audio version. I've listened to Jay read it at least twice. Uh, but it is a fascinating book with lots of great studies. And whether you, yes, it's part of it. Only part of it, small part, has to do with floating. Mm-hmm. But I think people who like to float are also very much into water, being in water. It just there's something healing. We know innately that there's something healing about it, and it's fascinating. It's
0: amazing. And I'm not going to lie, Jay is a little easy on the ice. He uh <laughs> <laughs> he, that doesn't hurt to to listen to a Facebook or watch a Facebook live with Jay on the screen. <laughs>
2: there
0: you go. <laughs> he he oh. is he is a male model. I mean no <laughs> no goes. hiding that, that's for sure. But but if you do follow his um Facebook Facebook feed uh the like you said you'll learn so much but mm-hmm. you just get these incredible photos I mean he's spent oh, so yeah. much time in the water of these turtles uh, like high resolution just beautiful photos that's just absolutely incredible and a, a great reminder of taking care of our environment all right I don't want to go on this tangent too too much further but I just wanted to mention that and put that out there Um Uh, One other thing that, and again, this is also not float shop related, but it is art of the float related that's uh, taken up a lot of my time and attention this week is uh, the fact that we are going to be changing our Patreon, how we're doing Patreon. And, you know, to be quite honest with uh, why we're making this change is that. Um, there's a, a, $10 donation level that gets you a set of pictures, which I think at minimum is 20 photos, but oftentimes is much more than that, um, that you're able to use for your float center. I try to take these photos in a manner that, um, includes the tank itself as little as possible. So if you're opening or if you're already open and you don't want to show, uh, a tranquility float tank and you don't have a tranquility float tank, I, I do my best to make sure that that's not included. Um, but anyway, uh, Essentially, when you sign up for Patreon, you get access to now hundreds of photos, and it's becoming basically I kind of felt like, wow, I'm giving away a lot for very little. And so that was kind of the onus for starting to think about, well, is there a different way to approach this and how can we do this? And um, working with, I have to mention Brian uh, as well, working with Brian, we came up with a way that I think is really cool to transition to a new model of how we're going to do this and also give thanks to everybody who has been supporting us. And uh, well, let me just kind of share what we're doing here. It all starts January 1st. So um, if anybody... Well, I'll I'll say what it is first. Um, We are, I (laughs) am remastering all of the photos that are available on Float Collective. Some of them are far too dark. Some of them, the colors are off, what have you. I'm going through every single photo and making sure that at a high resolution, those photos are gonna look very high quality. Currently, even if they're on Facebook Collective, that's a low resolution photo as is. So um, what we're doing is we're gonna be putting up a link Uh, Or actually, um, yes, we're putting up a link to anybody who has uh, supported or is supporting us on Patreon uh, so that they will be able to access all of these photos. And that will be true for anybody signing up in the future as well. I guess I I just got a little bit confused. That's true for anybody. You'll have access to any photos that are in Float Collective at a super high resolution, and the older ones are going to be remastered as well. Uh, For those people who have been with us during this whole time, all the photos that have already been posted, I'm also going through all of those and I'm fine-tuning those. I've just, I've um, been very um, driven as far as researching uh, how to edit photos. And I feel like looking back on some older photos, I'm like, ooh, gosh, I wouldn't even use that in one of my ads. And so I've gone back and I've recolored them or relit them, all that stuff and made them what i think increases their value a lot and so we're actually going to be emailing you a upgraded version of again every single photo is being touched and that's going to be emailed to everybody who supports us before january 1st after that they'll be available for purchase we're going to open a new wing to art of the float which is for photos and that'll be going live on january 1st 20 wow really in 2018 um so it'll be it'll be uh, more expensive. So the idea is definitely if you are a Patreon subscriber, st- uh, stick with that. That is gonna be the best bang for your buck. I'm always all about bang for the buck, and that's the way to get them immediately, high resolution and for, in my opinion, very, very cheap. Um, and then later, uh, probably a month or so after that, they'll be put up for sale. But you'll have first access to them and at a very uh, steep discount as well. The other thing as, oh my God, I'm about to call myself an artist. Also, as an artist, (laughs) uh, this also allows me to free up to take more photos and What that means is as a Patreon supporter, you are guaranteed one set of uh, photos every single month, but there's the potential for me to take more photos and sell those to our Patreon subscribers at a very discounted price. And then eventually they would be sold to the public as well as a higher price. Um, And so it just kind of frees me up to kind of experiment more and uh, yeah, just really explore float photography, which is what a crazy tiny niche, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah, Brian. Am I missing anything as far as that
2: goes? No, I mean, I think we'll we'll have a full written oh, rollout sure. of this. We're just kind of giving people a heads up um, as to what to expect. But uh, if you, if you are a Patreon supporter at the ten dollar level or above currently, um,
0: you'll be totally taken care
2: of. You'll be yeah. taken you care have to of. Don't worry about anything. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, if you become a Patreon subscriber. After starting in January, ten dollars and above, you will receive um, a link a to photo all the float set, collective uh, images. Yep, a link to all the high res versions of all the images that we have taken that are in that Float Collective Public Images album. In addition to a photo set every month, correct. Um, but there's not going to be all the previous access weeks. to the back catalog of every yep. single thing. Um, That we've had, and those will those photos will still be available for purchase via um, the website. Right,
0: and um, yeah, you mentioned like the timing of this. We basically we understand how people listen to the podcast. Sometimes you store a few up and listen to them all um, during a a cleanup day out of the month, and that's great. We just want to make sure that we we try to get this into your ears before January first. And again, like Brian pointed out, we'll be putting this out on social media and all that stuff as well. Um, so we'll we'll try to make, oh, and we'll be, of course, mentioning this to our Patreon, current Patreon subscribers via the the account as well. So, um, that's been fun to work on and uh, been really fun and uh, time consuming to go through every single photo that uh, we've posted in the past. and um, basically, just, um, make them look a little more balanced and more web worthy. I realize that's the number one way that people are using these is to use them as a background on their website or to use them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And so really making sure that these pop on digital, uh, as opposed to a print or something like that, uh, which seems very obvious, but I didn't know how people were going to be using them in the past. Okay. So (laughs) anything else, Brian, did you want to add? Like I've talked plenty about that. Yeah, I think
2: we've talked plenty. I guess <laughs> now's a great time to become a Patreon supporter. Uh, That's right, Brian. <laughs> uh,
0: so the other thing is that, and I'm curious, I know we're on Facebook Live. I don't know if anybody has any questions or comments about this, but uh, a question has been brought from our employees several times this month. And I honestly, I think even just this week about Float Center discounts for different groups of people. And, um... I am curious, Amy, what discounts you have. But before you answer, I want to mention that every time I get an email from an employee about a discount, it reminds me of the time that Sandra flew out to Sweden for a float conference before the current iteration of float conference exists that's hosted by float conference, float tank solutions, float on. uh, in again, in Sweden, and she was having dinner or lunch with a, a group of people, and they were talking about, you know, who do you offer discounts to? You know, blah, 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 blah blah. And um one person was like, well, this is how we do discounts. And he had a whole grid of if you're a veteran, this, if you're this, you're that, if you're a nurse, if you're blah, 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 blah. and and you would just find where you are and you'd find your discount. And um it became there were there were so many options to a discount. At some point it was like, wait a minute why aren't you just discounting it to everybody? Like, doesn't everybody need floating? Like why, why? Um, so Sandra's takeaway was kind of like, we don't need to discount for particular groups necessarily. Of course, I'm, I'm saying this secondhand, so don't, don't quote me on this. Uh, and, um, actually and oh I eh, you know I'm, I'm just gonna mention this that uh, they also were very confused by us offering discounts to veterans which is a very weird thing uh, as an American to to hear that but the just other countries views of the military is very different from our own so that's, mm-hmm. that's just an anecdotal thing but um, obviously particularly in the float industry we understand why we want to care for our veterans that makes a lot of sense to us um, So we do have a veteran discount, and I think we have a couple other kind of hidden discounts uh, as well. Like we do have a nurse's discount that we don't broadcast, but just because of where Sandra comes from, we we do uh, have that little special thank you. But we don't really push it out there at all, and... I lean towards kind of like you I'm sure i have already gathered not having discounts uh, because eventually it's like, yes, I have teachers, I have, everybody should have a discount. You're an EMT. Yeah. You should get a discount. Well, everybody should. Well maybe we should just set our pricing based on that anyways. So Amy, what discounts do you offer and what are your thoughts on, on the grid, the bingo grid?
1: <laughs> well, you know me, I like to keep things simple mm-hmm. uh, because my mind is, yeah, I don't. I, I have to keep things simple for my own sake. Uh, we do offer to students because we are surrounded by Belmont University, Lipscomb University, Vanderbilt University. Uh, there are well, Nashville. It's it's called the Athens of the South because we do have so many colleges. So hmm. we do offer to students. Now that said, we don't have very many students come to us, hmm. uh, but um, but we do offer to students. I am a police officer, oh go ahead
0: may i ask how large the yeah. discount is no.
1: it's a, it's a ten dollar discount okay cool yeah uh so all these are fairly small but the reason that they're small is because we worked super super hard to keep our prices low uh we uh, the whole philosophy behind my my center is that we try to cut out the excess but keep it a really nice experience we're not a spa we don't you know, not that there's anything wrong with it. We just that's just our plan, and that's who we serve, and that's what we do. That's our philosophy. Uh, so you have to remember that a lot of discounts and who we give to. Just like you were mentioning, you know, you give discounts to nurses because Sandra's a nurse. Well, of course you would. Um, I mean, that makes sense. That's that has to do with your philosophy, with who you are, and I think that's a way to be very uh, congruent with your with your business. Um, we offer, I'm a police officer's wife, so we do offer to police officers, firefighters, EMTs. Hmm. And uh, we do offer, we are close to a uh, military base, so we do offer to our military. Sure. That said, um, our our discounts for our three series and for our memberships are so much lower that really that's usually the best deal. And we, we push them that way. But we do want to offer that to that group, those groups of people. Now, throughout the years, we will reach out and do specific campaigns to give discounts to nurses during Nurses Appreciation Week, um, during Teachers Appreci- Appreciation Week. We do discounts. We don't broadcast it all over our social media. We usually do hmm. ads that are... Uh, specifically directed to those groups of people. Mm-hmm. So we do discounts throughout the years, but they're very specific and they're very, um, they're just pointed to that audience. They're not broadcasted everywhere. So okay. so we, we do, um, we do quite a few throughout the year and we, we play with that a little bit, you know? Um, we'll do it for marathon runners. Come and recover from marathon. If you bring your bib, you know, you can get a discount. Sometimes nice. we'll do that. Nice, that's cool. Uh, yeah, so... You know, we do those little things throughout the year, but the ones that we do consistently, fire, police, EMTs, uh, veterans, uh, military, and students, That we, we give a little $10 off all the time. and Cool. Okay. And it works well.
0: Um, I'm curious if there's anybody else out there who offers discounts. Gloria, I believe, is watching us. I'm just going to put it out to you, Gloria. <laughs> do you offer discounts at your float center? Oh. Uh, she Okay, I already put it out there. Great. We prefer to call them VIP codes, and yes, we set up special rates with all kinds of groups. We have a rack a rack rate, so it was always my strategy to uh, make people feel special. I very rarely use the word discount. Nice. Um, yeah, that's an interesting way to put it out there is uh, you specifically get a discount code when you schedule with us, and that's something that we have in the past. I'm trying to think if there's anybody active at the moment. Um but groups or businesses that are able to use a discount code with us, um, and that's a great way to do it, almost kind of like undercover. But as she puts it, VIP code, so they're actually a special group. They get to feel good about that. Cool. High rack, high rack rate. I meant we have a high rack rate. I'm not sure what that means. Do you know what that means, Amy? Good pod. This is good pod.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna let we're gonna let. Uh... Uh, Gloria define that for us, uh, because that could, I just, because, uh, that can be defined in a few different ways. I don't want to speak for her. Oh,
0: okay, cool. Uh, we'll get, we'll, we'll get back to that, but thank you, Amy, for sharing. And thank you, Gloria, for sharing as well. Um, let's see here. Sorry, I'm keeping my eyes on the Facebook live feed here as well as people are commenting. I guess that's the nature of a live episode. Um, Cool. So you so it sounds like everybody that we've heard of it does do discounts. I I don't know if anybody that doesn't do any discounts. I just I do get the little bit of fog as far as everybody getting a discount. But I do also like the kind of um, I know she again she calls it VIP, but the discount model where I tell you I tell that group and it's a little bit undercover style um, or like you where. Yeah. I, yeah, I like that. It's
1: it's pointed directly to the people. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's ways to do discounts well. I don't think discounts are wrong, per se. For sure. It's just the way, oftentimes, how they're approached and how people look at them <laughs> and how That's they're right. perceived. Really, it's all about perception, which is why, you know, Gloria was saying she calls hers a VIP rate. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all about perception. It's important. Makes a difference.
0: Gloria has posted a what is rack rate with pictures link, which I'm not gonna jump into during the show, but I will put that up on the show notes. It's, uh,
2: it it's hey. a hotel term that references the uh, highest the the highest published charge for oh. a room. So if you call up a hotel and say, How much does this room cost, the rack rate will be the the number that they give you. Nice. So that's kind of the that's kind of the max um cool. okay. that you'd be charged or the the standard rate you'd be charged unless you had a specific discount through
0: what we put uh, up online is our rack rate. That correct. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And
1: it, it usually depends too. I, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't do, doesn't, that's why I kind of didn't want to interpret for her, but mm-hmm. sometimes too, if you're accommodating special requests or last minute requests, that sort of thing, um, that rate is always, that's the highest rate. Sure. It's not necessarily the one that you use Got it. Um, on a regular basis. So sometimes special requests, um, also, cool. count towards that. Cool. Accommodations.
0: Got it. Uh, before we move on to jumping into some QA questions that we've received on our blog, I want to mention uh, our relationship with ProFloat, which basically um, brewed out of them branching out from just making float tanks to also offering. Float products as well, which we were super excited to partner up with them. We met at the Float conference and started talking about this. And uh, if, if you don't know the guys behind ProFloat, they are absolutely sweet and adorable people, as well as very intelligent and hard workers, of course. But uh, we're really excited to team up with them. And basically, if you know about our Amazon links or affiliate links, we just get a little, a few shekels every time you make a purchase through Amazon. We have set up the same thing with ProFloat, which we feel really good about just because we like what they sell, their rates, all that good stuff. Um, whether you're doing hydrogen peroxide testing by neck pillows, or if you're opening, they have starter packs that just give you all the, water chemistry that you need right out of the gate so you don't have to wonder if you're going to be okay if your ph changes or what have you you've just got it all in your place which as i've mentioned before ideally you never have to use those chemicals anyway but you'd be absolutely remiss not to have them within your float center so um pro float is or excuse me art of dot com forward slash pro float is where you want to go um just to let them know that we sent you and we appreciate you mentioning us if you uh talk to them on the phone all right. Uh Brian, I assumed you were gonna read these questions.
2: Um a... I'm on it. Yeah. So yeah. uh Dylan mentioned at the top of the show we've uh we've been a little lax in terms of uh responding to comments on um on our blog posts on the website and uh thought we would uh do those be fun to do those answers live. So we've got a couple from the website and then if anyone has questions, um on the Facebook Live, we'd be happy to go uh, over those as well if we have time. Uh, So the first question we have is from uh, Chirag, I believe, uh, from Liquid Sanctuary. And uh, he had a question on our post about uh, inline heaters versus waterbed heaters. So he asks, I need some advice on silicone pad heaters that I'm currently using. My tub is made out of fiberglass and is slowly turning yellow on the parts where the pad heaters are installed on the other side. Is there any other material I can use instead of fiberglass for tubs? Or reduce the heat on the pad heaters? In this case, I feel the water is going to take longer to heat up and the fiber will still turn yellow, but a bit more slowly. I'm using inline heaters as well, but the pad heaters are for extended sessions.
0: I have a few thoughts on this, but I really thought I'd defer to you on this one, Amy, especially since you're working with <laughs> okay. Mark so much, since he's he's yeah. making his float tanks for float alchemy.
1: Yeah, so, uh, well, <laughs> there's a few things we're doing. Uh, the first one is Mark is experimenting with different things under the tank. So as you know, we've modified our, our, our Oasis. Same thing, the Oasis tank looked horrible because the... The heat, and I'm assuming the water has to do with it as well, uh, leaving marks on our fiberglass. They were looking pretty mm. bad, and we went ahead and actually remodeled the bottom, refiberglassed everything, uh, and Mark put in some uh, some heating underneath. Now. I know some people. I think it's Luke has been playing around with the hydroponic heating, the using the hot water through the t- tubes. And mm-hmm. if you want to go back to earlier episodes, Lance, uh, I can't remember when this was, but I know we'll, Brian we'll is going to find out notes, for yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Brian, uh, you can kind <laughs> of follow along. Typing. Yeah, because Lance actually went back and, and put some um, some water uh, tubing, some water heating through the bottom of his tank and utilized it. Now, I think there's some issues with that. Uh, but someone who you can talk to regarding that, because I know who does it on a regular basis, is I believe it's Luke Krueger of Mandala.
0: Mandala. Mandala?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I believe he u- utilizes that quite a bit, so he's one to talk to. Uh, the other thing that, we, uh, that Mark is doing is he's using um, floor uh, the, the heaters that go, and I, I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm going to be not the best person to talk to regarding this. Cause this is Mark's project. Uh, so I might be saying things that are completely wrong. If you want to reach out to Mark, it's Mark at dot com. M A R K. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, said, I told somebody I was, it was Mark with a K to like K A R K. And I'm like, no, no, Mark with a K M A R K. I felt beautiful. Is there a can in here? <laughs> um, so, no. So uh, he's also been experimenting with uh, in-floor heaters, mm-hmm. and putting them up underneath it. Now, this is in conjunction with inline heaters. So this is not. Got it. This is not the cure-all. The third thing I can mention is we have also been experimenting with heaters that Jeremy Warner of Escape Pod has created, and they are pads that go under the tank and heat that way. So. That's something to look into as well if you want to get rid of liners and heaters, alt and the heating pads altogether. Mm. We've done it, it's fantastic. We're actually making two more of them to put into the next location to float alchemy. So it's worked out really well for us. We've actually fiberglassed this wonderful. A uh, rough bottom so nobody slips. It works perfectly. The inline heater is great. We have something to maintain that heat. Our tanks look pretty. I love the look without the liner. The liners are such a pain in the butt. If there's anybody out there who really likes liners, let me know. <laughs> Tell me the positives. Um, so, yeah, it's it's working well. There are alternatives. I'd love to hear. Did I, did I miss one that was in your list, Dylan, for alternatives to um to liners and heaters?
0: No, I think you I mean is the it, only <laughs> thing that comes to mind is um less than stellar fiberglassing work. Uh, mm. and like kind of the thickness and density of it is the only thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, which I actually just in Facebook group recently saw some rather spotty looking fiberglass work which is yeah. absolutely a real thing when it comes to float tank manufacturers. And I'm not necessarily talking about the heater, heaters specifically, but the bubbling that occurs, the, mm-hmm. the cracking and stuff that happens. When somebody knows what they're doing with fiberglass, when this is what they do, it, it doesn't do that. And when, right. when the care isn't put in there or, yeah, I'll just leave it at that, then, then, um, then it doesn't age very, very well. Uh, and you've paid a lot of money for that, that little thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and it all all that, there's so many things that go into it, like the fillers that they use inside and, and the thickness of the fiberglass. There's so many different things um, that need to be, yeah, that need to be looked into. Um, we had to pretty much completely, completely redo our Oasis. Mm. Uh, but it was a fun project. We learned a lot. And now we're... Right.
0: And no liner you know, anymore.
1: It's safe, right. No liner. <laughs> and it's going to save us some money in the future. We're not going to we're not going to go back to that, um, to that doing that, doing it the old way with the liners again. So, Thank goodness, <laughs> stuff to be learned. <laughs> hope that's helpful.
0: Yeah, I hope. I, I know yeah. that that's a, it was. A, we started with a real tough one there, Brian. I don't know. Can you give us a softball? Let ball? me
1: add. Well, before that, let me add yeah. one more thing. I will tell people this is not a. You have to find a good fiberglass guy, like Dylan said. You really need to uh, find someone who knows what they're doing, and also it will cost you some money um you know it cost us some money to find that out it was a couple thousand dollars to refurbish that tank so just keep that in mind
0: and you know i was talking about the density and there is another thing about the thickness of it there is potential for that the heat not getting there like there's so much Mm -hmm. okay cool i just Mm -hmm. want to put that out there yeah please brian take it away
2: Cool. Uh, the next question we have is from Sandy. Um, she left a comment on, uh, episode 104, which is, uh, or, um, we had Jeremy Jacob from float in San Antonio, Texas on to talk about, uh, competition and delays and things like that. Uh, Sandy says, love the podcast. I would love some more info on the challenges of financing and build out.
0: Oh, great. I could just defer to Amy every, every <laughs> question. <laughs> Amy? Well,
1: how many hours do we have, Dylan? Yeah, how long right. Is this podcast again? Uh, so... <laughs> Try
0: not to do any three three hour episodes anymore, Amy.
2: Right. And th- this uh, question there's... could be its own episode, but if, if you have it's a really couple is, pointers, of
1: course. A few pointers. Uh, so, financing. <laughs> financing is tough. Yeah. Uh,
0: Ha, ha, ha. I've gotten so lazy with editing the podcast. It's good to have these glitches. <laughs>
2: I just imagine like a herd of cats like batting at USB cables behind <laughs> your computer. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Looks that's like great. I need
1: a new sound card before next week. Right, right. Okay. So it's always <laughs> tough to talk about financing because a lot of it depends on where you are, what kind of assets you have, if you have someone to, to that's a guarantor. Um, but there's a few ways to look at it. Uh, I talk a lot about how much I hate SBA loans. I really hate SBA loans. Now, that said, there are some people on Float Collective. I've talked to people who are like, oh, it was a breeze. And I'm like, I, right, want, yeah. your, I want to talk to your banker. <laughs> uh, I want to meet him and shake his hand and uh, say nice things to him. But the the thing, of, the tough thing about SBA is simply there's a ton of paperwork. The timeline gets dragged out. Mm. And where I am at, so I live in Nashville, and right now Nashville's exploding. And so for a contractor working with someone with an SBA loan, that's tough on the contractor as well. There's a lot of paperwork for them. There's a lot of hoops they have to jump through. They have to get approved by the bank. There's a lot of crap that a lot of them don't want to deal with. And so being in Nashville where... Contractors these days, it's really tough to find somebody. They can pick and choose who they want to work with, and they don't want to work with people with SBA loans. So in my situation, an SBA loan is not the greatest thing. The other thing to think about with SBA loans is oftentimes they want you to have a history of business. There are some occasions, and it depends on who you work with, you can get an SBA loan without a history of owning a business, but that's pretty rare. For the most part, they want you to have a business for two years before they will continue. Consider you. Um, I know that before I I was a massage therapist for six years, and if I wanted to get an SBA loan for float Nashville, um, they weren't real fond. They, nobody was really jumping up to to give me money. So, uh, you know, I had had a business, but you know, as a single massage therapist, and mm. going into a business that nobody knew anything about, and there was right. considered it might be liabilities issues. They didn't want to deal with me. Mm. Um, but the timing can be difficult. It can be tough. I got a traditional loan this time, which is fantastic. It's pretty easy to do. When I say it's pretty easy to do, I don't mean it's easy to get, but it is easy as far as the paperwork goes. There wasn't a whole lot of paperwork involved. Um, The process length was not very long. Once I got approved, it was approved. There was no, there's nothing else to do other than to, you know, my contractor had to jump through a few little hoops, but it wasn't anything that they weren't used to. Um, Super simple. Uh, some so, so these are a little, this might be a little bit more difficult to get. You do, they are looking to see, do you have enough assets to cover it? Um, they're going to look at your house. They're going to look at your car. They're going to look at, do you own any of the land? Do, they, you know, they look to float Nashville. What assets do I have? What's it worth? Um, you know, they want to cover that loan and then some. So traditional loans might be a little bit more difficult to get if you don't have a lot of assets. Uh, If you are going to work that, so I had to work towards that. I had to work really hard. I had to save my money in the bank. I wanted to show that I had money in the bank. I wanted to show that, you know, not only, you know, Float Nashville was growing, you know, it was very important that I spent a few years kind of grooming my business and my personal assets to make sure that I was ready to do that. So it can be a little tough. Um, it's easier if you have a guarantor. Maybe you have a family member or someone with those assets who's willing to to be a guarantor on that. Um that, of course, brings on a bunch of other issues. Um, the other route that a lot of people go through is they're looking for investors. Um, mm-hmm. So investors can be tricky. A few things to think about, if you're going to go in with investors, number one, uh, if you've been listening, once again, I'm going to defer or talked about Lance back in the day. You know, they actually, he, there were three business partners originally, and then there were two. And mm-hmm. that's, it's a tough situation. You're working with three personalities. It's very, very difficult. Um, there's a lot of things that can happen, even, even if you think in the beginning, when you're in the honeymoon stage, everything is great. There's a lot of possibilities that you need to plan for and you better have a really great lawyer. Um, the other thing that you want to be prepared for, uh, my lawyer was drilling this into me a lot. You know, there is a liability to bringing on a partner. Your partner can turn around and sue you if they don't feel like you're doing your job, if they don't feel like you're bringing in the money that you told them you would bring in. Uh, there's, it can get hairy. So, you know, if you want to bring in a, a trusted um, business partner, you can, but just know there's a lot of pitfalls to that and your lawyer's going to scare the bejesus, uh, bejesus out of you, uh, letting you know of all the things that can go wrong and and really, really badly at that and it's a long process. It's not something like you find somebody off the street and you're like, yeah, let's sign a business agreement together. There's a vetting process for both of you. Um, and once again, you have to be very vulnerable. We talked about earlier in the show about how, you know, when it comes to money, it, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of issues and a lot of emotion around it. And you have to kind of open up and be an open book to people. And And let them know your credit score and let them know how you spend your money. And it can be a little, you feel very vulnerable. It's not a pleasant thing, really. And then there's the good old-fashioned bootstrap. Um, And that's just build as you go. Uh, And and I think, Dylan, tell me this. You know, back in the, when we started out, bootstrapping seemed a lot more common. I bootstrapped my first place. I know you bootstrapped yours. I know float-on guys bootstrapped theirs. Um, but I'm seeing these days people going into a ton yeah. of debt, and I'm not gonna, I'm not judging that. I'm just I'm mm-hmm. it, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't loans, hear a lot of bootstrapping these days.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think what they're at at most is supplementing it, yeah. um, going in there and saying, "I'll I'll take care of this. I'll screw in the light bulbs. I won't pay you to do that." But <laughs> yeah, the the loans that are being taken out are. Compared to what we did, astronomical. Yeah, absolutely. But there are a lot of advantages to that. One um, is is just the amount of time that you save in doing it rather than learning how to do something and going at your own pace to do something um when you should be doing your own marketing that type of thing for your mm-hmm. float business they're they're working on it independently is very valuable but um yeah that that game has absolutely changed so the financing relationship her the other part of her question was was build out the the relationship between those two is has never been more intimately related yeah yeah
1: and build out, I just have to say, Wait, build out is uh, it. it's scary and it's frustrating. And you know, I'm a really great planner, and I knew how much money, and I, I put away, I put away the money. I thought I'd need plus more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And things that have nothing to do with my business came up. and things that I never thought would happen happened. And financially, I'm at a spot where I'm like, this is, you know, I planned so hard and I'm still over budget. We're still fighting some things. Um, So be as secure as you can before you start. This is now you're, uh, you know, I'm I'm talking as someone who I'm a little bit more uh, conservative. Some people are bigger risk takers, but as I've grown to know the industry, I you know, I have to do what allows – this is the way I put it. People ask me how much money I'd be willing to take out, and it's like I take out as much money as I know will let me sleep at night, which is probably lower than a lot of right. people. Right. But I've started a float center. I kind of know what to expect and what's coming in, right. and I just need to, to make sure I'm comfortable with it. And I, I really urge people to take the time and think about what really – what do you really need, and what kind of lifestyle do you want? Yes. Um, so that you can you can maintain that during build out, after build out, into your new space. Do the
0: math on that. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> really. Yeah.
0: As far as me, I you covered financing. I I don't have a lot to contribute to that. Um, other than absolutely know that know your roles with those people. Are they just mm. money, or do they have a role within the business? And what what yeah. are the commitments? And also that. Um, what our lawyer said is anybody contributing money, like it can be paid back any way. whatever deal that you think is a good deal or whatever way you want to work out that relationship, as long as it's, it's legal and yeah. there's a signature at the bottom of the paper, then that's what it is. So it's, sometimes it's hard to say like, oh yeah, that's, that's a good deal for you guys. Or that's, that's not a good right. deal. It's, does it feel good? Do you, is that worth opening for that type of thing is, uh, pretty hard to navigate, um. It's, it's, really up to you.
1: And that's and so frustrating when
0: you, when you're that person, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, as far as the build out goes, I've harped on this a million times. So I'll, I'll just breeze past this really quick, which is just plan, plan, plan. Um, talk to people who own float centers, obviously shameless plug here, but we offer consulting, find anybody who's open to float center. Uh, there's nothing worse than hopping into a float tank and hearing, Every single conversation or a bit of traffic going by uh, while you're in a float tank, which is pretty much what I experienced when I opened my float center six, seven years ago. It was just, oh, my God, <laughs> we did something wrong here. And we've been retroactively making up for that ever since then. Like, I mean very consistently working on that since then you do not want to be doing that let me tell you and and i suppose that also probably has to do with the the price increase as well we could not have opened our float center with the proper soundproofing that um i couldn't have done that myself you know doing the construction we we would have needed professionals for that but but what i mean to say is understand soundproofing understand what the sound uh excuse me the workflow is going to look like don't push your put your washer and dryer right next to your float tank, you know. There, there are all sorts of minutiae as as you break it down, looking at blueprints and stuff like that that will um, not even occur to you. But to somebody who's ran a float center, they're going to know. So that's what I'd put out there.
1: Yeah. And you're always going to run into things that you don't expect. Like, for example, um, when I opened Float Nashville, when I went to put my down payments on my utilities, I think all of my down payments combined were less than $500, when I went to put down my down payment and turn on my utilities at Float Alchemy, it was over $4,000. Oh,
2: yeah. what? I remember that. Yeah. 4000 Yeah. I remember 4, the story 000. too, but I don't remember 4K. By the time I'm I was
1: done, th- it was 3200 the first time, and then I had, I had uh, to add some more. Uh, yeah, it's over $4,000 in down payments that I did not expect. Um, and... <laughs> And I, you know, I did not expect to have to pay an extra month of my loan payment before I had money coming in, if this and I did not money. expect to have. Yeah. I mean, if I'll this help. was
0: happening to us six years ago, we wouldn't have opened. Like I, <laughs> I can't even imagine it.
1: So uh, yeah, just know those things are coming, and it's good to have a consultant because they'll remind you of these things. Right. Whoever right. it is doesn't matter. There's so many yeah. good people out there.
0: Yeah. Um. We have only gone through two questions, and we're <laughs> approaching an hour mark, so maybe we should... Yeah. I mean, of course I want to give quality answers, but let's try to try to push through these a little bit with some graceful speed. Do you want to read the, the next one there, Brian? Brian?
2: Yeah, our next one's another um, water heater question from mm-hmm. Roy Dobson. Um, this one was on your the post you made on the inline heater that you use. Um, oh, inline heaters, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, and Roy says... Hi, the website for the heater had a notice saying that the regular stainless steel heater isn't recommended for salt water. Have you had any problems?
0: Uh, Oh, great. We can breeze through this one pretty quickly. No, I haven't had any problems. And I think the only issue is when you have oxygen getting into it, that's what's going to cause rust and any kind of uh, degradation. And so as long as you have your uh, seals done properly, that's going to... um, it's not gonna affect the internals of the actual pipes. And then if, as long as it's sealed properly, it's not gonna to get to the equipment in there and, and the, basically the guts of the heater. Uh, so I think you're gonna be fine, or at least I was for many, many, many years. And then actually gave it to Dan Larson recently as we switched up our heater system. So maybe Dan would be the best one to say, uh, you gave me a real lemon here, but no, it, it it's absolutely working. And uh, Amy, did you wanna add something there?
1: Nope, you are, oh, okay. you're the king. I just, we just started using inline heaters, so I'm still rather new Oh, and, cool! and nice. still learning.
0: <laughs> love me some inline heaters. I love, yeah. uh, especially, and let's throw up the link to that post as well, Brian, if you don't mind, um, mm-hmm. on, uh, on the show notes, because it's a beast. It's a little expensive by all means, but man, if you need to get that heat up ASAP, it's going to do that. If you need for some reason to add some cold water your, to your tank and bring that temperature up, it's going to do that. Um, there are other float tanks that have little baby inline heaters in there, and they they don't do that, uh, which is a little little annoying, a little frustrating. Um, so if you're doing any kind of a custom build, as it sounds like Roy might be doing, get the beast. Uh, you're you're not going to regret an extra three hundred dollars when when that temperature is getting up within you know under seven minutes. It's uh, it's nice.
1: And I will say, my staff loves these in, having inline heaters because mm-hmm. it does. It works so fast; they don't have to worry about getting in early in case you right. know the water's dropped yes, too much, or because yes. these temperature changes just r- wreak havoc at Connor tanks. So, yes,
0: and and do it. getting back to Sharag's, I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Getting back to his question of the the inline, he says he's got a combination going on between mm-hmm. the two in, in the absolute best universe, I think you would have both going on so that you can get the temperature up ASAP. And if you have somebody floating for six hours, you're able to keep the temperature at a nice, perfect, uh, temperature throughout the float. But, um, obviously that's, that's not always the case, but man, that is nice to have as, as a backup.
2: Yeah. Do you, do you have, do you have any heaters underneath? You, you have heaters uh, underneath on a few of them, right?
0: Uh, Tranquility has a heater underneath. Okay. Our old floatarium used to, and then now we have an inline heater. That's actually what we've been talking about uh, during this question. Okay. It's one that I've rebuilt several times. Um, that one used to, and then that was one where we actually could toggle between the two. And so if somebody did want to do a long float, we turn on those waterbed heaters. Uh, our Infinity float tank, our open float tank that doesn't have a lid, uh, also has under... Um, under the tank heaters. And then our new isopod float tank uh, has an inline heater and does not have waterbed heaters underneath it.
2: Gotcha. Cool. cool. Well, let's uh, move on to the next question here from yes. Allison Middlebrook. Uh, she posted on our podcast episode where we talked about the sound of floating, uh, episode 31. And more specifically, we talked about uh, how to optimize audio and sound in the tank, in your rooms, etc. cetera. And Allison asks, are we able to use your wake-up music in our float center? And I believe the tracks, I think the tracks we have there are possibly Amy's tracks because the first...
1: From Mark? Yeah, Mark's
2: wake-up music and then last-ditch wake-up music.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that would be Mark. (laughs) (laughs) There's like (laughs) roosters and alarm clocks and yeah, Mark, Mm -hmm. um, and actually if you go to his... um, I think it's chosen float and Mark. I think if you're watching, please correct me. Chosenfloat.com. Chosen being like, well, doesn't matter. But uh, you can go to his site and download. There's a whole bunch of music. I think he put a whole like a whole freaking album. I don't know. There's eight songs, and he does it for fun. And you're welcome to use it. Doesn't doesn't cost you anything, and it's all free. And it's really pretty stuff. I mean. Hmm. This floating really works for Mark. Mark is a lifelong, actually made his living as a songwriter for 36 years. And uh, this stuff is beautiful.
0: Beautiful, so, beautiful. Someday I'll get around to him rewriting our show intro yeah. music. He keeps asking our me. <laughs> <intro music. laughs> he keeps
1: asking me. Does so he yes. really? We, yeah. Oh, so that's please so sweet. reach out to him. He can't, okay. he's, he's interested. He's interested in the job. I think we can afford him.
2: <laughs>
0: we, yeah. We we pay top dollar for our musicians. <laughs>
2: <laughs> As you can tell
0: by our stinker. free intro music.
2: <laughs> if, uh, if you are listening on the Facebook live stream, uh, Mark just... Uh, Provided a link there, Chosunfloat. C H O S U N, float. dot We'll have a link in the show notes as well, thank um, you. so you guys have That's access Mark. to that and you can uh, check it out and use uh, use Mark's wonderful music in your own center.
0: Cool. So Allison,
2: yes.
1: <laughs> That's your <laughs> answer. answer. Yes. yes.
2: And big thank you and shout out to Mark for for sharing his music with the uh, Float community. That's a good. He is a good one. He is a good one, absolutely. Cool. We got uh, one more question here from the blog from uh, Nate, um, and he commented on our post regarding maintaining float tank water. Nate says, I am having a few challenges that I thought you might be able to provide some feedback on. I read the posts above, but mine are a little more specific. I put too much hydrogen peroxide in my personal float tank. The readings are around 300 ppm, and I am trying to figure out how to bring them down. I was concerned that it might be harmful to my skin, but I tested it out and had no problems except the bubbles from the H2O2 on my skin, which could be distracting during your float. How do I lower H2O2 levels?
0: First, I would say don't have anybody in your tub if you're at 300. I, I don't think uh, that's a safe level. It, it, it
2: is his personal tank, uh, so oh, he's sure. not putting okay, clients in it, which is which is good.
0: Good point. Um, Amy, we're just gonna have you host the show from now because I think you have the best answers for every question tonight. Actually, so why <laughs> I think I think you should take this one as well because I know you know the answer to this one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we do this from time to time. So the the really uh, the bad thing I think the worst thing is you'll come out maybe a little blonder. So with uh, <laughs> hydrogen peroxide levels like that. Uh, I remember I think I was talking to Brooks Brinson. This is so long ago. So Brooks, if you're out there. Uh, I think I remember you, at one point, uh, either you were floating in someone's tank or somebody was floating in your tank, and it was, it was high, and they came out a little bit blonder, uh, visibly so. <laughs> uh, so for some people, that might be a plus. Uh, but yeah, so H2O2, uh, when you run it through your pumps, it gets oxidized, and that helps to, I, I say burn it off, but that's probably the incorrect terms. Uh, but yeah, so to get our uh, hydrogen peroxide levels down, if we need to, we will just run our tanks for a little bit uh you know just turn on your pumps run it through those especially if you uv light that um, that helps to oxidize it a little bit faster and uh, and make it work a little bit harder and brings down those levels no problem at all so fairly simple solution i my father is actually in town he's a chemist and i i threw this one on him but he didn't have time to answer he was watching He's watching his show, his stories. So he, he did not get a good answer to me. I was asking him if there's a way to bring it down chemically that could, we, that could happen a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't have anything off the top of his head. But if I'm going to talk to him some more after his stories are over, and uh, if I get a good answer, I'll do a quick interview with him and throw that up on Art of the Float uh, Facebook if we get some additional answers, so cool. Mark Mark
2: like just helpful. chimed in on the Facebook Live. He just said, oh. "Add add salt in the water."
1: Add salt. Add salt in the water. Okay.
2: I don't know. That's Mark's suggestion. I don't. Uh, I guess dilute. not a water expert, I so I can't. I guess
1: just talking about like diluting it.
2: it yeah, I guess I guess dilute. I think
1: that's awful high to to dilute it. But we always we always run our run our pumps, and it comes down pretty pretty quickly. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So it seems, nice.
2: seems like Mark is offering that as a, in addition okay. to uh, what, whatever you suggested. So
1: diluting it, diluting it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, dilute yeah, it, it a little Mark. bit run the What palms. Amy said. Oh, that's, <laughs> <I see it. laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: that's our line. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Guys. Uh,
0: cool. Any more questions, Brian? That's uh, it
2: for the questions. I think okay. it's time to thank our sponsors and uh, close out the show.
0: <laughs> great. Well. Who other than Floataway should we thank? Because they've been supporting us from since the very beginning of when we started this podcast, when it was just a crazy idea, and uh, we appreciate it so much. Ginny and Colin are really sweet people. So not only is (laughs) Colin a dare I say genius uh, who used to work on airplane, I I mean jet jet jetliners. Uh, and and I think designing the engines. In the, is that right? Am I wrong on that? I I'm trying that to remember
2: is... from that, that episode when we were talking with him before Lord. the podcast. He's a smart uh, dude. He's, he's no slouch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's
1: no slouch.
0: But, but the fact that they're All so right. personable and sweet too uh, is just absolutely wonderful. You, you are buying into a relationship when you buy a float tank. If you're having, you know that you start telling yourself like, I really like this girl. I really like that guy. But, you know, this, uh, they don't, they're not they're not super nice to me or they're they're just these things that are they're holding you up but i'm gonna go forward with it anyway i'm just gonna push through don't do that obviously get out of that relationship don't don't commit to it same with the float center or excuse me same with the float tank like i just want the tank you know the tank itself seems like it's built well they seem kind of shady they're rubbing me the (laughs) wrong way their salespeople are yucky But the tank itself, that's what I'm buying. No, actually, you're buying into an entire relationship with this company. And the more tanks that you buy, the deeper that relationship goes as as more things come up with that float tank. So get into a relationship with the right people. These are two people that I can absolutely stand behind. Uh, Jenny and Colin, the people behind Float Away, uh, they make Tranquility float tank, float around, float cabins. They've got like 80 different float tanks at this point. Um, these are the guys who made the float, float arounds for Justin at Liber. And uh, yeah, these, I can truly stand behind these people as people. Uh, it is worth your time to get into a relationship with, if I can extend my analogy out past just dating, but uh, floataway.com is where you want to go to check them out get in contact with them. And of course, let them know that, that uh, we sent you as well. In closing, I do want to give a shout out to everybody who is supporting us on Patreon. Thank you so much. We genuinely appreciate it. It's more than we ever anticipated and um, is just... Love it. Uh, thank you. <laughs> That's all I all I could say, right? Um, we talked a little bit about the changes that are going to be coming up down the road. So again, just a reminder about that. Uh, for anybody who is not signed up currently, uh, you would want to sign up before January 1st to get some of the, the goodies that have come out on Patreon before that. Um, and uh, and also discounts on, on the things that we do. We've discounted roundtables and things like that as well. We're also available for consulting. Art of the Float is available for consulting if you're interested. Well, just remember there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week.